Hi everyone, welcome back to our playground. It's your host, Ali Fan. I've been loving the beauty and skincare world lately because there are just so many people out there who are building these incredible brands that not only have great branding, but are changing the way we think about beauty. I am so excited that I came across today's guest, who's completely changed the game for so many people. Meet Fiona Chang the founder and CEO of Euphoria, a Gen Z brand that makes products that are so good for your skin you can sleep with it. And yes, Fiona tested all the lab samples themselves. The makeup is made with at least 90% renewable ingredients, which means no fossil fuels and it's free of liquid plastic. In this episode, Fiona talks about the process of creating the brand, how she's used TikTok to grow a loyal fan base of Euphoria lovers, including Vogue, and why it was so important for her to create makeup that is not only inclusive, but is really transforming the future of this industry. If you haven't already and you love the show, please take the time to follow and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. Have an amazing week. Now coming up on our playground, it's Fiona Chan. So today I'm sitting down with Fiona and I'm so excited to have you on the show today because it's been a long time coming. We've been rescheduling back and forth and I'm really glad to be able to finally get to sit down with you. Yeah, I'm so excited to get a chance to chat with you, and I can't wait to get into what we talk about. I know that Euphoria just celebrated your guys' first birthday, which is super exciting. How's that all been? It has been, honestly, a whirlwind. I am not someone who celebrates my own birthdays, um, but for Euphoria, I wanted to do something special. It feels like it's been much longer than one year, but I'm so proud of um, what our team has accomplished in, in our very short uh, first year. Yeah, it's so exciting. Like, I agree with you with not celebrating your own birthday. But, you know, I think if especially when you're like building something and you put all your time into it, it like means a lot when it's been so long, right? And you've accomplished a lot with the brand as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I always like to start off the show by asking, what does our playground mean to you? I feel like what I love about this concept of the playground, it's something that Almost, you know, to be honest, like something that I thought about when I was starting the brand, I always went back to like, I really liked those childhood memories. Maybe I was like in preschool, there's a big open field and you can just play and imagine and be who you want to be. So for me, like my playground right now is everything that I do creatively for Euphoria, whether it's creating content, um, designing, or it's creating products where I really feel like I have that freedom to play, to not follow rules, to um, kind of just get in the zone and um, kind of express myself uh, in in some of the products that we make. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think it's so interesting. Tied it back to your brand. So for anyone who doesn't know kind of your backstory and kind of how you got started in this, um, and I really specifically want to know a little bit more about your childhood and what it was like growing up. Yeah, I grew up Asian American in um, in San Francisco, and what's I would say like what's a little bit unique about my experience is that I grew up in a predominantly Asian American um, community, and I spent a lot of time with my aunts, my uncles, uh, my parents, but also my grandparents. I remember when I was. I want to say like three or four, I would go and do Tai Chi with my grandparents at the park. And I absolutely love doing that. It actually inspired um, one of our key ingredients. I called it Skin Chi Complex because I just really loved that those memories. Um, yeah, I spent so much time with my family when I was when I was younger. And we would have like every Saturday, we would have like a family dinner. And I really missed doing that. And I really wanted to bring some of those elements back into the brand. Yeah, I think that's so cool. Um, 
I think you hear a lot of Asian Americans, they grow up in a predominantly white neighborhood and everything like that. So it's really cool that you had that experience. When did the idea come about for Euphoria? What was that like clicking moment for you? For me, um, I came up with most of the idea for Euphoria pretty much the first week of the pandemic, um, a little bit before the pandemic hit. I knew that I wanted to start like a makeup skincare brand, but I think it was like, you know, lockdown happened. I was in Asia at the moment and it was like the inability to go out and see anyone that it made me realize that for me, makeup is all about getting ready to go out and see people and have fun with your friends and be with your loved ones. And for me, I'm someone who it doesn't take a lot. If I'm just out really late, I will probably fall asleep in my makeup. I've been doing this since I was 18. When I was 18, it was because I was studying all-nighters for college exams, which I really regret. I, w- I wish I, I slept more. Um, and now it's because I work really late. And um, so for me, just like this idea of creating makeup that you can sleep in was something I really wanted. And I thought, you know, it would be really fun to do something that was really going to be relevant post-pandemic. Of course, we're still in the pandemic, but I was just thinking, you know, like I'm, I'm stuck in this apartment. It's really messy. Like, I'm sad that I can't see my friends. Like, what would make me happy? Um, actually, being in a messy apartment and starting Euphoria uh, is actually why, like, our tagline is life's messy, but your makeup isn't. Mm, that's so interesting. So, Euphoria, I think that's such an interesting name because I think it really connects to, like, a wide variety of, like, people from, you know, young people like myself to, you know, older generations because, you know, everyone is like experiencing or has experienced like that youthfulness and that time in your life where it's very fun and you don't have to worry about as much so I would love to know more about where the name came from yeah I, I think that's really true what you said like this kind of like universal emotion and experience that for some reason we don't really have a name for it maybe there's a name for it in other cultures but I remember always experiencing this in my adulthood where like there would just be these moments where I was having so much fun it always brought me back to kind of like that memory of being a kid playing in a playground or like the first time going to Disneyland or even like the first time I got to buy makeup I remember when I came up with a name I um I checked it with my mom and I was like, hey, this is like the name of the company that I'm thinking about. And she like instantly had a memory where she's like, oh, I have I I know like I had this experience when I was like 18. This like when I'm really enjoying myself, I I go back to like these memories. And I was like, "Okay, this is definitely a universal experience that, you know, transcends ages that it is very um, people have experienced it. And I really like that feeling of like, you're just having so much fun. You go, it's almost like you can transport yourself to like a time where things were super carefree um, and it's just pure fun. Um, I really wanted that even in our products because it's it's just like a nice emotion to tap into. Yeah, and I think that as you get older, that feeling just definitely goes away. And I mean, your products, they're so bright and colorful. And I love especially how in like clean beauty and everything, you there's like this certain aesthetic where it's like very neutral and like not that that's a bad thing but you definitely see that a lot and with euphoria being so bright and fun and colorful i would love to know where that came from and kind of the branding aspect of his of it all and what you want people to feel when they you know come across the brand yeah i remember just looking at my makeup bag and seeing that everything was black and white. Um, And I wanted something that would just look very visually different. Um, Our packaging is a little bit unique because everything kind of stacks together, kind of like a toy. And also that kind of ties back into like 
childhood memories that you really enjoy? I wanted just kind of like a playful element. Um, just because like for me, I really like this idea that makeup is about, you know, just like a, a creative expression. You can kind of, you know, draw on your face and kind of be who you want to be. And certain days, maybe you want to have the clean look and it's very tied together. But certain days, maybe you just want to be more playful, add a little bit more color. Um, and I think makeup is something where you can do that. It's For me, it's not about, um, you know, covering up flaws. I never saw makeup as that. For me, it was always about, today I want to emphasize my eyes. Let's let's add some color to my eyes. Or like, I want to emphasize my lips. Um, I want, And I wanted that to come across in, in our packaging where it was all about, you know, self-expression and personal creativity, but not just like you have to follow a certain aesthetic. It's like, what's your aesthetic for your mood of the hour? Um, so bringing in that colorful element, it's almost like a reminder to just have fun with it. Yeah, and with makeup, like for however long, it's been about like fixing something or covering something up. So, you know, that twisting that narrative is really important, I think. Yeah, and the other thing that was like always kind of mind boggling to me was, I think we kind of just accept that makeup has to be or makeup is kind of bad for your skin. And to be honest, there's a lot of makeup out there that is really bad for your skin. And I wanted to take like a different approach where it was like makeup just makes your skin better and you don't have to be in this cycle of like wearing makeup, it's ruining your skin. You're, you have to cover it up by wearing more makeup. You know, this just this idea where like maybe you don't have to wear makeup every day. Maybe you can just add color or, um, you know, there's just a lot more flexibility to it. <laughs> Definitely. So I know that when you created the first product, you slept in the makeup and you like physically slept in the makeup to test it which is just so important because like that transparency what went into formulating your first product and what was that process like yeah we formulated everything and then kind of halfway through i watched um a lecture on youtube um about green chemistry and that's when i realized oh actually a lot of the chemicals in makeup is made out of fossil fuels and at the time I was living um, in Asia and in Asia, certain times of the year, there's a lot of pollution. When that happens, nothing in my skincare or makeup routine really works. Like my skin just gets really sensitized. And um, it was just through that experience, I was like, oh my God, I have to reformulate everything. But the issue with that is that a lot of times fossil fuel based ingredients, um, when they're synthetic, it can just have these really nice textures. So it was like a long process of reformulating and finding ingredients that performed exactly the same, literally the same chemical name, but just sourced differently um, in order to kind of, for me to make, like feel good that, you know, we're putting, we're using chemicals that are not going to harm our skin, not going to harm the water when we wash the makeup down the drain. And that was like a little bit difficult because no one was doing it. We had to build up that skill set and then making makeup that you can sleep in. Originally, I was like, you know what? This is how I use makeup. I sleep in my makeup three times, three to five times a week. Like this is just how I use makeup. I need to do, I need to make products that I know I can use. And it was also like, I wish someone had done this for me when I was younger. I wish like someone that there was a brand that like the founders like really just slept in everything, was really transparent about the fact that, you know, this is going to do this to your skin or, you know, that they weren't just purposely making things that were going to be bad for your skin. Um, I, I just didn't find that in any brands that I loved growing up and I just really wanted that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so crazy to think about though because like they will tell you all these things like, oh, this works and whatnot. But like, did they actually like test that or is it just like for marketing purposes? <laughs> um, so I love that. So what have been like some other challenges with formulating not only products that are good for your skin, but also good for the earth? 
not a lot of people have done it before. Um, and it's like you're just kind of like creating a whole new way to look at formulations. Making like pure makeup skincare hybrids is very difficult for a number of reasons because when you add in skincare actives, for example, it can mess with the texture. Makeup is very much about texture and performance. So to kind of like get the process right, it's very much a science and an art. Um, and then I also like to always make products that like have never existed before. For for some reason, this is just like something I love to do. Um, even when I was like, let's make like a color changing blush. Like I didn't have like, I had no idea how it would actually work. So, you know, our first couple um tries it, it didn't it didn't quite work it took it took a couple times to to get it right and same thing with our primer i wanted something where it really worked for sensitive skin um people because i have really sensitive skin and it was like trying to figure out like what would work with the texture that i really like i'm very specific about textures because i realize um looking at very high end of makeup, if you have really nice texturing ingredients, your makeup just looks nicer. It performs nicer. It's so much easier to work with. And I also learned that um, when I went to makeup school, which was that if you have a nicer formula, you don't have to know how to blend as well. And I always love like things that are easy, but um, getting everything just like textures plus skincare actives for, you know, for it to perform both like on the skincare side and on the makeup side, very, very difficult. Um, but every time we get it right, it's always like, I always have this moment where I'm like, oh my God, this is like, this is kind of like mind blowing. I can't believe, <laughs> I can't believe like it's actually doing this with this set of ingredients. Like it might, like every time we land in uh, a formula, I get super excited. Have you always had that like in you, like since you were younger, like that like feeling of like, wow, like I did this, like this is crazy. Like how does this even happen? Like that kind of attitude. Definitely, maybe not. Maybe because when I was younger, I was just in school and school's like not as interesting. <laughs> but when you when you have the freedom to like create things and be creative, um, it's so much more fulfilling than when you're younger, you're just like trying to study for tests. Um, that's that's something where I wish I had more of a creative outlet when I was younger. But now that, you know, I have something that I'm constantly being creative with, it, it's so nice when you have a, that feeling. Yeah, definitely. So I would love to know, like, when you first launched the brand, what was it like, you know, the response from your customers or your community? Like, what was that like? I think it was interesting because no one had really seen, like, a green color changing blush before. I think a lot of people were really confused. Um, I created it because I was like, this would be, like, the best way to make a universally flattering blush. Um, and so it was like, I think it was just like a lot of people were like, wow, that's kind of cool. Like, it's very different. And um Visually, it looks very different from like a liquid blush or a cream blush, even without the color changing component. Um, and then people loved um, making TikToks about it because it's very visual and it, it looks it looks really gorgeous. And I think what was interesting was like seeing people um, sleep sleep in it. People who like we get uh, emails from customers that, that say things like, "I don't wear makeup, but I'll sleep in your blush, and my skin looks amazing the next day." That was really that was really cool because that was something I really wanted to do and it was really rewarding that people were trying the products and it really, um, you know, they could really think about makeup in a completely different way. Um, but I remember just people like, I don't know if it, they were confused because the brand was so fun, um, but they was it was definitely cool to see in the beginning, especially like just seeing people's reactions, like that shock factor or that excitement factor, that was rewarding mm -hmm. yeah i also want to say makeup in general there's like different shades for different skin colors right and the fact that your the blush is like meant for anyone and that it fits for everyone because it's a color changing blush i think that's just so cool and 
honestly like mind-blowing to me too when I first saw it yeah that's something I wanted to do was like I think a lot of times it's really difficult for customers to know like their shade what will look best on them um for me like I you know I, I went to makeup school and I didn't know this before going to makeup school and really studying it and I wanted to just make products that super easy for you know anyone of any skin type any skin tone they don't like where you don't have to worry about like how's this gonna look on my skin like is this gonna give me acne like these were all these worries that I used to have when I was younger and I had really bad skin um when I was growing up and I just wanted something where you you just kind of know you can select this and it'll be great for your skin and you can have fun with the color and it's it's gonna look great on you yeah it takes out all of like the guesswork and like the stress which shouldn't even like be a thing in the first place so i would love to know like you post on tiktok and you literally make all the tiktoks which i think is crazy because you post so many and i mean how do you like come up with all of the content and keep up with all that posting i number one love to watch tiktok just like as a, a form of entertainment so every time i see what i love about tiktok is that there's just like all these memes and trends that happen on tiktok it's its own cultural thing every time i see like a funny uh, meme i'll see like oh, okay let's see if i can make something and a lot of the tiktoks i make is just educational content um what i realize is that through this process of like creating products and going through makeup school and learning all of this stuff about skin um, there's a ton of stuff that um, I feel like there's no content ab- around. So it's very easy to just make educational content. I love making educational content. And then I also do a series where I talk about um, makeup trends and it's always like Y2K makeup trends. This is something I would be doing anyways. Um, our group chats in Euthphoria is basically just looking at these looks anyways. And I just kind of have the idea to like, let's make like our what you know our group chats um basically tiktoks and um these are just things i love so it makes it really easy to make tiktoks but i don't have like a really set process for it i will pretty much every day i'm making a tiktok i'll think about the content on the fly um but it's always usually like things i like i like to talk about anyways yeah that's always the best content anyway as like you're running this small business what does it look like behind the scenes do you have a team with you um I know that Emily helped us with all the scheduling, so like shout out to her, but I would love to know like how that's been. Yeah, we have an amazing team and honestly, I could not imagine what it would be like without um, our amazing team, just because number one, like they're they're great, um, but also they're just really fun to work with. So we have like a small team about like five to six and then we have some freelancers um, that also help and everyone's been incredibly amazing. And what I love about, our team is that like this it's almost like if you just look at our group chats it's just like memes and talking about things that we just really enjoy talking about and it's it's not like I used to work in these environments in in tech where it was like felt very serious and with Euphoria I always um, think about like how can we make everything more fun um, and I always think about like sometimes I like take a step back and I'm like, I can't believe like this is what I get to do um, on my day to day. Like this is my 12, like my 12 year old self dream job where I just talk, like I'm lip syncing like Backstreet Boys songs to make TikToks. I'm like analyzing Paris Hilton's looks. I'm like trying on makeup all day. I'm, I'm making TikToks. Like this is everything I, I think I've wanted to do if, if I could think of, think of a dream job for my inner 12 year olds. Um, but I actually do work quite, quite long hours. I, I will not be, um, I won't lie about that. Like my hours are, are pretty much from when I wake up to when I sleep. Yeah. What does a day look like for you? 
I will, um, I don't know, sometimes I'm working from six to basically midnight and I might take a break like in the middle of the day to, to work out and things like that. But I'm taking calls at all hours of the day. Like even last night, I think I got up at one to take a nap, uh, take a call and just like weird naps to, to make sure I get everything done. But, um, you know, what I really love doing is creating products, creating TikToks. Um, but I also have to make sure that, you know, the business is running and making sure everything's in place. Yeah. So being an entrepreneur, what are like some of the biggest things that you've learned about yourself? I mean, like, I'm sure you've learned a lot about yourself. I mean, that's a lot of work that goes into building a brand. I mean, I wouldn't know, but I'm sure there's just so many pieces and like being able to delegate those tasks to your team or anything like that. You must have learned a lot about yourself. I will say that Euphoria, like running Euphoria, starting Euphoria has been more of a mental health journey for me than anything else. Um, it's something about when you're starting a company, it's almost like anything that's unresolved just kind of hits you in the face. And it's almost like a sign to like, hey, you should probably resolve, you know, any of these patterns or anything that's holding you back. That was the biggest thing I learned um, the first year. And I also learned um, a lot of things that when I was an employee for someone else, like I didn't realize why it was so important. Um, in in the process of like starting the company, running the company, realizing why it's really important to have like some processes in place, um, some organization, just because like, honestly, I was not the most organized person before. And now I've almost changed, you know, parts of me because it, it kind of helps the business. I'm very um, kind of cognizant of making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't have any unresolved trauma just so that I can be like a good compassionate leader. I can um, be there for my team and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting. It definitely kind of, for me, I know that since the pandemic, it's really opened my eyes to like how I like react to stuff and how I see the world because I feel like before, like I didn't stop to think about those things. So I love that you said that. Who do you look up to as either, you know, a founder or just anyone, honestly? I love the women in my family. Um, An inspiration is always my mom, just because I always think about like, will these products work for her? Because if it didn't work for her, I would never hear in the end of it. Um, but I also think about like what like she went through, um, what my grandparents went through. I have um, just 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 really great uh, female figures in in my family that you know they went through a lot of hard stuff. They you know uh, you know they you know, especially my my grandparents they probably went through like two wars in their lifetime had to immigrate a couple times and just that resilience um i always try to tap into their strength to give me motivation um just because it's it's you know everything i'm going through i know it's not going to be as difficult as what they went through so i always i always like think about that um in terms of mentors and inspiration you know i i have a great support system in my family and and my husband they always you know, make sure that I'm not too hard on myself. But I do feel like sometimes I'm like almost like a tiger mom to myself. Um, and, you know, I always just try to make sure that I give myself a lot of self-compassion. But I love reading about other female entrepreneurs that um, have really interesting businesses um, and have grown their businesses. I think there, there, there's more and more female entrepreneurs and, and more um, people to look to for that. Yeah, definitely, not, especially with social media. I love your TikToks that you do with your mom. They're so fun. I would love to know more about growing up as an Asian American and that experience for you. Yeah, like I mentioned, um, I grew up in a predominantly Asian American community. And then in my 20s, I also 
was kind of back and forth between Asia and the U.S. So my experience is probably different from most people. But I do remember not ever seeing representation on TV. I, I do remember that, even though I, you know, grew up around people that looked like me and had very similar um you know, uh, family backgrounds. I think what I've learned is like, I really love my culture. I love tapping into it wherever I can. Um, being Asian American and then living in Asia in your adulthood is also something very different. I remember when I was a kid, um, when someone would ask like, where, where, where are you from? Like that to me was always like a very, I, I just didn't know how to respond to that. But when I moved to Asia, um, and I lived in these like expat communities, when people ask, where where are you from? They 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 seriously are asking like, where did you grow up? What's your ethnic background? Like it's more of like a curiosity thing, and it was like through that experience um, that kind of like uh, recategorized like th- those questions for me. Where um, you know I'm I'm super interested in how people grew up, like what type of communities they grew up, and I think it's very interesting how it um, informs some of the stuff that they create. Yeah, that's so interesting how they ask out of, out of curiosity. It definitely was a, a shift in how I took that question after after living in Asia. And so now when I'm in America, I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is where I came from. And I'm, I, you know, very openly talk about my experiences. Yeah, I think that's really cool. So I want to know what's your advice for anyone who wants to start a makeup or beauty brand? I think if you really want to start a makeup or beauty brand, just go for it. I think there's never ever going to feel like a right time. Um, but what you'll learn in that journey is like, you'll just develop a lot of resiliency and you'll learn a lot about yourself. Um, have a good routine for funk days. I think, um, we can be really hard on ourselves when we have like an off day, but you know, they're, they're going to happen and it's very rare that things go right. So have a good routine. Um, not just like a good morning routine to start the day, right. But have a good routine when you know, you're just not feeling it. Um, you're having an off day and almost like think of things not in terms of like, do I am I on today? Do I have a good day? But like, how's it going for the week? Like for me, if I have like an off day, I just don't make major decisions, and I'll do things that don't require a lot of brain power. <laughs> That's a good tip, honestly. I should do that um, more often. What are you guys working on over there at Euphoria? Are you guys? I know you're currently formulating a new product, if I'm correct. I'm always I'm always formulating. Um, yeah, we have a few product launches coming this year, and then I, you know, when I started Youth for you, I really wanted to make a good foundation. For me, I thought that, um, a lot of foundations either they weren't that great for your skin, or the textures just could be better. So that's something I'm actively working on. I'm not sure when it'll come out. Probably 2023, but I it's like my most fun project that I'm working on right now. Yeah, so excited for that. For first-time customers, what's the first product that you would recommend to them? Oh, that's such a hard question. It really depends. Um, BYO blush or color-changing blush is something that is, I think, very iconically euphoria. But what I find is that if you have sensitive skin, um, and like for me, like I used to like go to the hospital a couple of times because I would have these really bad skin reactions. Pre-game primer is something where I feel like if you have sensitive skin, it's just such a game changer for your routine. It basically has this um, ingredient that stops your skin's histamine response if you're reacting to makeup ingredients. So it'll stop that redness, that itchiness. And for people who have reactive skin, sensitive skin, it's such a game changer. So it kind of depends. If you um, want to like have a really cool blush um 
you know, people love BYO blush, but if you really have like sensitive skin and you want to wear other people's makeup, um, but you haven't been able to, then pregame primer is, is definitely a, like a game-changing product in that category. I love that. Thank you so much, Fiona, for coming on the show. I learned so much about the brand and I hope the listeners love the episode. Where can everyone find Euphoria? Yeah, you can find us on TikTok at Euphoria and on Instagram at GetEuthphoria. And then our website is euthphoria.co. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Our Playground. If you enjoyed it and you love the show and you haven't already, make sure to follow and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. I really appreciate it. You can also connect with us on TikTok at Our Playground Pod and with me at Allie Fan with two N's. Once again, I'm your host, Allie Fan, and you are listening to Our Playground. <laughs>